it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. In this week's program, the second part of Emma Benison's keynote speech to the SPEVI conference held a couple of weeks ago online for the first time. SPEVI, in case you've forgotten, is South Pacific Educators of the Vision Impaired. And uh, as I said... Emma Benison was asked to provide the keynote speech. We pick it up in the middle of Emma talking about her work history. So then I got an opportunity to go and work at an organisation called Access Arts in Queensland, which was the peak arts and disability body. And um, in that organisation, we had a, um, a CEO with uh, disability. And that was a real revelation to me because it really taught me about um, disability and and leadership. And, um, you know, he then um, asked me ultimately to take on the role and I was successful in getting that role. So I did that and then subsequently moved on to the national organisation Arts Access Australia. Um, and again, learnt a lot about isolation. When I first started there, there were only two staff. So I really had to have a very broad range of skills um, to be able to run that organisation. And I did manage to um, to really um, win, have some great advocacy wins, um, getting dedicated funding for artists with disability um, and also leadership programs for um, artists with disability to um, take on leadership roles in the arts and cultural sector. So in amongst all of that, um, I had been involved with BCA. So had the experience of going to a couple of conventions, which were which are BCA's major conferences, and really started to get a sense of these um, incredibly articulate people who are blind or vision impaired, who were um, really making an extraordinary change um, and improving our quality of life. And I, I just, as a young person of, you know, perhaps 20 or so, was watching people and going, wow, you know, this is, this is incredible. I'd love to be involved in this organisation one day. But over time, um, I continued to be involved, uh, ended up um, working in on a number of committees, um, eventually became a board member, um, then had a stint as, as president, um, and then stepped down uh, and applied for the role of CEO, which I began in 2017. When I became CEO, most of the staff were based in Melbourne, um, and I realised very quickly that we needed to decentralise the organisation, partly um, so that we could um, debunk the myth that BCA was very Melbourne and Sydney-centric, but also because um, I wanted to make sure that we could employ staff who are blind or vision impaired um, across Australia, um, because not all of the talented um, people who are blind or vision impaired reside in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so um, we did that and we... Um, we use technology to um, ensure that we could work remotely so that when the pandemic hit, we were actually very well placed. Um, we'd already done some of the hard yards around um, decentralisation and technology, um, digital transformation, those sorts of things. Most of us experience some form of isolation by default. And so both in terms of the way I communicated with staff and the way that we as a team then rolled out programs to assist people, it was very much about um, making sure that people felt connected. 
the majority of our staff are people who are blind or vision impaired. So what that meant was that we could be very responsive. We did a lot of consulting with our members, but we also had a group of 17 people, most of whom are either blind or vision impaired or, or who had had some other um, impairments, um, who we could talk to, who I could talk to and go, what do you think about this? What do you think? Is this a good idea? Should we do this? And we still do have daily catch-ups where we could hear firsthand from staff, you know, what's happening in your in your world? What are you, what are you struggling with? And so, um, you know, that meant that not only could we talk to our members about what they're experiencing, but we also have this microcosm that is represented, representative of our membership um, within the organisation. And that really helped us and it really helped um, to make sure that uh, the change was rooted in um, the experience of blindness or vision impairment, which is absolutely critical. Um, so we did things like we started to hold what we called our happy hours, um, you know, which where we brought people together to talk about just generally what was happening for them, but also um, to talk a bit about, um, you know, what they uh what they saw as being the, the major challenges so that then we could tailor those happy hours. They were just one hour um, Zoom events. I started to do some some videos, which we called our, our CEO videos. And those were about making sure that we continued to communicate really broadly, not just with people who are blind or vision impaired, but with um, the broader community about, you know, what is the experience of lockdown like for people who are blind or vision impaired? What are the challenges we're facing and what are the solutions that people are finding? Um, so it wasn't just about what BCA was doing. It was also to try to sort of raise awareness more generally about the experience of blindness or vision impairment during the, the pandemic. Um, we also ran a virtual conference um, and we'll be running another one of those um, this year. Um, and uh, I think one of the, the great advantages that we had was that we were already very used to the Zoom um, process. So we were already using it. And before that, we'd been using teleconferencing for, you know, BCA has been around for 45 years. So, you know, we've been um, using teleconferencing um, since, since our inception. So um, we also contacted people who were in lockdowns and we also ran a campaign called Be That Person um, where we wanted to raise awareness of the challenges of social distancing and the fact that, you know, for example, dog guides um, can't see the markings on the floor. Um, so, you know, making people aware of just um, assisting people um, in the community with social distancing and the, and the challenges that, um, that go alongside that. So we really did a lot to try to connect people um, to make sure that people had lots of peer support opportunities where they could actually talk to each other um, and also to, get, to keep people informed. And, of course, that all aligns with BCA's mission, which is inform, connect, empower. So that probably brings me to what I think are some of the things that we can all learn as people who work with children and adults who are blind or vision impaired about how to make sure that we are all, I guess, um, able to deal more effectively with the challenges life throws at us. Um, some really important elements that make people more resilient and particularly people who are blind or vision impaired. Now, one of them which we all, I think, are probably aware of is to have high expectations 
Um, make sure that, that you have high expectations, that you don't assume that people are incapable or that whatever it is that they're um, trying to achieve um, is going to be too difficult. Otherwise, we've kind of drawn a line under people's ability before we even start. I think the second thing is that you need to, or we all need to, allow people and allow ourselves to fail. That was one of the things that really characterised the way that we looked at our pandemic response was that we allowed ourselves to try things and screw up and then go, oh, that didn't work, so we'll try something else. We have to be allowed to make mistakes. I think the third thing is to... We need to be empowered and we need to empower each other to speak up for ourselves. And I think, you know, as a parent, it's it's really easy to assume that stepping in and making life easier for our children is the best approach. Now, we all want to make life easier for our children, let's face it. But sometimes you really do have to um, teach children and adults, I think, um, how to speak up for what they need. Um, and it can be anything from, you know, ordering food from a restaurant right through to um, ad advocating um, for information in an accessible format and everything in between. I think the other, the, the other um, point that I would make is um, you need to employ us so that young people who are blind or vision impaired and their parents can get the same opportunities that my family and I had to actually um, to actually learn from and be reassured by um, adults who are blind or vision impaired. I think that is the single uh, the thing that's had the single biggest impact on my ability to be a leader um, has been. Um, watching other people and learning from from um, people who are blind or vision impaired and uh, about how they navigate difficult and challenging situations. So I think, you know, service providers and educators really need to have a think. I mean, if you look around you, I challenge you to have a look around you in your organisations or if you're a parent in your community, look around and think about how many people with disability or people who are blind or vision impaired do you actually see um, in your workplace on a day-to-day -day basis? And if the answer is not many, or if the answer is that they're there but you don't talk to them, um, then I think, you know, this is an opportunity to change that because um, I really I really do think that, um, you know, having people who are blind or vision impaired um, in um, educational environments in particular is, is so important. But having said that, I also think it's really important not to make unhelpful comparisons between blind people, between people who are blind or vision impaired. Um, it's, it's really easy to say, oh, but such and such can do that. Such and such, um, you know, can, can be really organised. Why can't you? Um, it's, it's really important to share the stories of success, share stories of people who are successful or who you believe to be successful because success is a, a very individual thing. But don't lament that one person is not more like another person. I, I still see that happen way too much today and, and it really does um, diminish people's confidence. And I think the other thing is to empower people, make sure that people have blindness skills, build people's capacity. We absolutely need people to have the capacity 
to operate in the world as people who are blind or vision impaired, but we then have to empower ourselves and each other to make our own choices about what independence looks like for us because it's an individual choice and um, it can be very, very damaging and disheartening uh, for people to be demeaned or diminished because they, for example, choose to catch a taxi um, instead of catching a train or, or whatever it is. That's just one example. But it's, it's very important that we empower people. And, again, that's what we've tried to do through our pandemic response is to say, yes, you know, here you are, here are some skills, um, here's where you can go to, to get the skills that you need, but ultimately it's up to you um, to what extent you utilise those skills. And the final thing I would say is keep finding opportunities to hear from us, to hear directly from people who are blind or vision impaired and give your students and parents those those opportunities to hear from us. There are so many of us, um, myself included, who are absolutely more than willing to um, come and speak to you about, um, you know, our lives, what we do, um, what our experiences are like, to speak to students, parents, you know, and so forth. And also it, it's really important to at least introduce people to um, the fact that organisations like Blind Citizens Australia exist um, so that when they leave the school environment, they know that there, there are organisations like BCA that they can turn to for advocacy assistance, for information and for peer support so they know that they're not alone because, again, isolation is one of the biggest challenges that we face and it is certainly exacerbated by the pandemic but for those of us who are blind or vision impaired, it's very rarely new to us. And that ends the second part of the keynote speech from this year's 2021 SPEVI conference held online just a couple of weeks ago. Emma Benison was the keynote speaker. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org. Of course, the website is bca.org.au. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams. Of our dreams.